Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Journey with Janice podcast. I am so excited that you are taking time out of your day to tune in and listen. If you listen super close, you can probably hear in the background, I am doing laundry. This is real life, just chilling on the couch, recording this podcast. And the Lord is just stirring my heart tonight with some different things. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, we're going to do it. And so we'll get into that in a second. I pray that whatever season of life that you find yourself in, that you are staying rooted and grounded in the Word of God, that you are making prayer a priority in your life, that you are spending time in His presence because we cannot do this life without being in His Word and being in His presence. Those are the two things that I encourage people more than anything to make sure that they're doing because life gets busy, life can get hectic and crazy, spiritual warfare is so real. Some of you are like, Oh my gosh, yes, because you're maybe experiencing that right now. And so just reminding ourselves that, hey, we have to stay in the Word of God. We have to stay suited up in the full armor of God. And sometimes we forget that that it's the full armor of God, not just pieces of it. We need all of it. We need to dress our feet with the readiness of the gospel of peace, to have that belt of truth secured around our waist, to have that breastplate of righteousness in place, that shield of faith that extinguishes every fiery dart of the enemy. Can we say it again? Every fiery dart of the enemy, not some, not most, all of them. The sword of the spirit, that it's his word and the helmet of salvation. And then the Bible tells us further on in Ephesians 6 after that to pray in the spirit on all occasions and and to just stay suited up. We have to do that because we are in a very spiritual battle. And I say this all the time and I'm going to say it again. When you became a Christian, this is for my believers out there. When you became a Christian, you did not sign up to play on a playground. You signed up to wage war on a battlefield. And it is a very real thing. And the enemy would love for us to pretend and live our lives as though he doesn't exist. But we know he does because the Bible says that he prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And I say that I've thought of this so many times and I've said it before too. It's like, could he not get his own animal? Because we know that our God is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And I'm like, okay, could he not like pretend to be another animal? But he is a counterfeit and a copycat. So it's not surprising that he tries to portray himself as a lion, but he's not. In reality, he is more like a toothless cat that has no authority over us. And we have to remind ourselves of that, that we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. The Bible says that after Jesus was resurrected and seated at the right hand of the Father, that he was given the name that is above every name, that he is far above all principalities and powers. And he's given us that same authority. The resurrection power of Jesus Christ lives on the inside of us. And I have to remind myself of that sometimes too, because the reality is that sometimes spiritual warfare is so intense and it feels like 
The enemy is just relentless, and we have to get a backbone and a fight inside of us to not just cower to him, to take a stand against him, to put him back under our feet where he belongs, and to live in our kingdom authority and our ability to bind and loose, to permit and forbid and to do all the things that God has given us with those kingdom keys that are ours. We have the keys to the kingdom of God and we have the greatest weapon. It's like a weapon of mass destruction, okay? It is the word of God. So are you staying consistent in the word of God? And I'm telling you, my heart has just been stirred in this season with just a greater hunger and love and passion for his word. And I feel like God is doing that for so many people right now, just refreshing us with that hunger and that desire to be in his word, to know his word, to live his word, to talk about his word, all of it. Because we know that that is the firm foundation that we build our lives on. There's a parable of the wise and the foolish builder. And the wise builder was the one that built their life on his word. And the foolish builder is the one who doesn't build their life on the word. And we know in that parable, it talks about how the wind and the waves of life come. And the one who has built their life on the word of God is the one who's going to be able to stay standing. The one who didn't do that is going to crumble. And I was just having a conversation earlier today with one of my friends at lunch. And we were talking about how, like, just how we don't understand how people can go through life and face such hard things without God. Like, I'm thankful I don't have to do that. Like I went through a divorce seven years ago and it was the hardest, most pain-filled, heartbreaking, like can't even comprehend it, can't even describe the depths of pain that a divorce will cause. I can't imagine having had to walk through that without the Lord and not having him in my life. Like I'm so thankful that he is near to the brokenhearted, that he heals the brokenhearted, that he was with me in that deep valley season of life. And so I'm so thankful for that. And I'm praying for you if you stumbled upon this podcast or someone shared it with you and you do not know him personally, I am praying that he will encounter you right now, wherever you're at, because his love and an encounter with his presence changes everything. And that's what happened for me when I was a teenage girl, encountering him in my car after a youth service and just experiencing his tangible presence. And I love that the Bible says that that it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. And I'm hearing so many people talk about repentance right now. And it's such an important thing that we talk about as believers because we hear that word repentance. Maybe you've never heard that word before, but a lot of times we misinterpret it. We think that repentance means I'm sorry and I'm sorrowful. And while that can accompany repentance, like that's not what repentance is. Repentance is turning away. And it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. And I and I made a post about this recently, but it was basically about how like knowing knowing God and knowing and trusting his heart for me and knowing that he has the very best in mind for me and that he loves me so much. That compels me to want to do the things that he tells me to in his word. It's not an angry God pointing his finger at me and telling me, do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that. No, it is the love and compassion and kindness of God that has shown me a better way of living that makes me want to live that out. I'm not living my life on the narrow path that few find that the Bible talks about because I have to, I'm doing it because I get to, like it is an honor and a privilege for me to be able to live for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to do life with him. 
to know that when I wake up in the morning, he's the first thought on my mind that, that I can wake up in the morning and just say, thank you, God, for a new day that is filled with your new mercies. God, thank you that your will is being done in my life. God, I pray that you would order my steps today, that you would have your way in and through my life and being able to go to bed at night and and thank him for his faithfulness and just throughout the day, just having conversation with him and being in his word and having times of worship and singing the songs that are in my heart throughout the day. And it's so important that we make God a part of every part of every day. He is in every moment, not just a Sunday morning God, not just a when your pastor communicates who God is for you to you. Like, no, you can know God intimately for yourself. And that's such a beautiful thing. That is, I mean, here we are getting ready to celebrate Easter soon. And for some of you that may listen later, eventually we'll get to Easter again because it comes around every year. Resurrection Day, we are getting ready to celebrate what Jesus did at the cross And that is, oh, I just love the gospel books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I encourage you to read them. They're the first four books in the New Testament, all about the life of Jesus. And every time I get to the part of Jesus being crucified and what he went through for us, like I just, I like weep because of his love. It's It was his love that compelled him to the cross. The Bible says it was for the joy set before him that he endured the cross He knew that that is what he had to do. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, Gethsemane, when he was in the garden before he was arrested and taken to be scourged and, and beaten and whipped and all the things that he went through for us, he said, like he was in agony because he knew that what he was about to go through was not pretty. It was a painful process what he went through for us, but he said we were worth it. He said we were worth it. He bought us with the precious blood that he shed at Calvary. And so I'm so thankful for this weekend and everything that it means. And I'm so thankful that the Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't wait for us to get it together because he would have never came because we can't get it together. We needed his sacrifice at the cross. And so I'm just so thankful for that. And then when he breathed his last breath, The veil in the temple was torn in two. That veil that separated the spirit of God from outsiders. That veil from that was between the outer courts and the holy of holies. And you can look up the uh, you can look up a whole diagram of the temple and what it used to be like. I'm so thankful that we don't have that anymore. But that veil that kept his presence behind a wall. That only once a year, the high priest could go in there and only under very strict circumstances. He had to be ceremonially cleansed and all of these things because if he went before the presence of God with any sin in his life, like he literally would drop dead because the presence of God is is holy. He is holy and our flesh cannot glory in his presence. And so if they were not in right standing, that would happen. And so I'm so thankful that that veil was torn in two and that his presence was released from that place. And now guess what? His presence dwells within his people. We are the temple of the living God. And I'm so thankful that Jesus made a way for for me to sit here in my living room and experience his presence, for me to be in my car, which I call like my portable sanctuary, my little candy apple red car, wherever I'm at, he's with me. 
The Bible says when we draw near to him, he draws near to us. And I'm so thankful for his available presence. So thankful for his available presence. And I pray that you feel his presence today, that you call upon his name. And even when you don't feel his presence, I think that that can be sometimes a trap that we fall into if we don't quote unquote feel it. You know, oh, he must not be here. That's not true. We have to learn to not live by our emotions and our feelings. But to know that he's with us always, when we call upon his name, he answers us. And I'm so thankful for that. And before I started recording, I was just praying like, Lord, what do you want to share today on the podcast? And he was speaking to my heart to encourage us in a certain way. And what he was speaking to my heart was <sighs> was about how it's our natural propensity to coast. And I'm like, okay, that's a word that I use, but I want to look it up to make sure that I am like using this word correctly and that it makes sense. And of course it is because it's, I mean, he said it, he's not going to say something that doesn't make sense, but just for my own, my own, whatever I, I looked it up and that's like our natural inclination. Our natural tendency is to coast. And I actually said this to my friend earlier too, during, at lunch, just about how our, especially in America, and I know that people listen to this podcast from all over the world. So shout out to you if you are listening and you are not from America. Thank you for tuning in. If you are from America, thank you for tuning in. But how in America, our greatest giant that we faced, our greatest struggle as the American church is complacency, apathy, slumber. We can go to church week in week after week, day after day, whatever, and never be moved by the Spirit of God, never hear His voice. And so I'm asking you, when's the last time you heard His voice? When's the last time you wept in His presence? When's the last time you just actually sense the fear of God? And I love what John Bevere is teaching on now. He's, and I think he has for years, I've just kind of been tuning in more to some of his teachings, but about the fear of God, the reverence for His presence, When's the last time you shut a TV show off because it was offensive to the gospel? Like it was unholy and ungodly. We have such a propensity to coast through life and not be moved, to not live with conviction. And like I said earlier, it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. I don't want to watch certain things, not because I'm afraid God's going to strike me dead or whatever. I want to live my life in a way that's pleasing and acceptable to him that glorifies and honors him. Like, would I play certain things on the screen at church on Sunday? If I wouldn't watch it with my pastors or I wouldn't watch it with my children, then I have no business watching it. And I'm very much like, I've always been this way. I think my whole life, it's like this justice inside of me. But like this idea of like, if it's not good for a child, like I would think that like, why is it okay for adults, but it's not for me? It shouldn't be that way. That's a double standard. Like we're called to live by child with childlike faith. And the Bible even says that if we cause a child to stumble or to sin, it's better to tie a millstone around our neck and throw ourselves into the deepest part of the ocean. Like those are the parts of the Bible that we don't want to talk about because they don't tickle our itching ears. They don't feel good to our flesh, but we have to stop speaking only the things that feel good to our flesh. Like we have to be challenged. We have to, we can't read the Bible with whiteout and, and like read the parts that feel good to us, but not the part that the parts that challenge us and that actually would cause us to have to conform to his word because we conform to his word. 
The Bible says that we're continually being conformed to the pattern of his image. That's the image of Jesus. And Jesus is the word of God. And so Romans 12, 2 says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, to not conform to the pattern of this world, because the world has a lot of patterns and they are not godly. But the Bible says to be holy because I am holy. And that holiness, it's not perfection. None of us are ever going to be perfect, but holiness is living a life that is set apart unto him. And that is just the beat of my heart. Like, God, I want to do what pleases you. I want to honor you. And I've had times where it is uncomfortable. I'm just going to be real with you. It is not easy to go against the grain to say, like, I've walked out of movie theaters and I'm there with friends and it's like, you know, like, uh, you know, you just want to be like, okay, like, I don't have to agree with this, but I don't want to like cause a scene or whatever. But like the spirit of the living God lives on the inside of me. And why would I want to sit with the spirit of the living God and watch something on a screen that isn't pleasing to him? And so now I'm just kind of at the point where I'll look up movies or if it's rated a certain way, like I'm not even going to whatever. But this particular time that I'm thinking about, I didn't look it up ahead of time. I just met some friends and did it. And it was a little uncomfortable to be honest, but you know what? We have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and we have to get comfortable with not coasting through life, not just simply going through the motions, not just existing, not just reading the word because, well, I want to check that off my list today. Not just going to church because, well, I should do that because that's what good Christians do. No, like I want to go to church because number one, I want to encounter him. I want to sit under sound teaching and grow like the Bible says, I believe in Second Peter 3.18, it says, and you can look it up. I might not have the address right there, but I know it's in the Bible. It says to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I should not look the same as I did a month ago, five years ago, 20 years ago. And this is even a conversation I had recently too about, about like God moving in our lives. And I love, I love, love, love hearing testimonies of old. And the Bible talks about that, to share what God has done to the next generation. And, and that is something that I will do with my children. I will sit them down and talk to them about what God has done in my life. I want them to know the goodness of God. I want them to know the miracles that I have seen with my own eyes. But I also want them to experience those things for themselves in real time. And so I love, like I said, I love hearing testimonies of old, but I want to know what has God done in your life this week? What has God been speaking to you now? And if you are in a situation like maybe you're in a season of life right now where you are just feeling like you are battling and contending against a spirit of slumber because it is a spirit. It's not just like, oh, this is just the season I'm in. And it's just like kind of ho-hum. Like, no, the enemy would love more than anything for you to just go through the motions, for you to not be moved by the spirit of God, for you to go through your days without hearing his voice, without really encountering him, without walking in step with him, because he knows if you've given your life to Christ, like he's already lost that battle. So he doesn't want you to live in the fullness of what God has for you because you know what? That's going to impact people around you. And I even said this earlier too. I'm kind of reiterating a lot of things from a conversation I had earlier because it was such a rich conversation. But I had said, and I've said this other times too, like if people around you, like if you were to tell them I'm a Christian and they're shocked by that, that's concerning. If your life doesn't look different than the world, that's concerning. We're called to shine his light. 
There is no light outside of him. And so if there's light inside of you, it's him. And we're called to not hide that under a basket, not hide it under a bushel, but to let our light shine. The Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they would see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. When we let our light shine, when we share of his goodness, sometimes it's not saying, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Like maybe there are times when you need to be bold and say that, but sometimes it's the way you interact in conversations. Sometimes it's the compassion you carry. Sometimes it's your speech. The Bible says to let your great, let your, let your speech be full of grace and seasoned with salt. What comes out of your mouth? Is it, are you speaking life? Are you speaking blessings or are you a grumbler and a complainer? Do you, and trust me, I've been there. I've done it. Are you a gossiper? Are you bringing, are you speaking death? Those things are death. Word curses, negativity, all those things. And honestly, that that all starts in our heart because the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And so if you find that you're someone who's constantly negative, pessimistic, all these things, ask God to change your heart. It really is simple as that. And I do that all the time. I'm like, God created me a clean heart. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Search my heart. See if there's any wickedness in me. And trust me, He does. (laughs) If you ask those hard questions, be ready for the real answers because he's the spirit of truth. The spirit of God is the spirit of truth and he's going to reveal those things to you. But it's his love. Love rejoices in the truth and God is love. And so he will reveal those things to you and help you to uproot them and, and to change your heart so that when you speak, it's full of his goodness and mercy and life. And so that is, that is just, that's a continual thing. That's like a maintenance process. It's not a one-time thing. We don't just come to Christ and all of a sudden that's it. No, it's a process. It's called sanctification. It's becoming more and more like him and life happens and situations happen and we have to continually walk it out. It's a faith journey. We, we are working out our salvation, our own salvation with fear and trembling. We all have our own part to play of just going before him boldly before his throne room and, and being in a position and a posture of like openness to him. God, have your way. (laughs) He is able to search every part of who we are and he never changes his mind about us. Even when he sees the darkest, ugliest parts of who we are, he never changes his mind about us. He loves us with an everlasting love, but he loves us too much to leave us the way he finds us. And I'm so thankful, so thankful for that. I'm so thankful that who I am now is not who I was when I gave my life to Christ. And that's all glory to him because I couldn't change myself. If I could change myself, Jesus wouldn't have had to go to the cross. Jesus wouldn't have had to come to this earth and live a sinless life and demonstrate his love for me at the cross and for you at the cross. So I'm going to end here. I want to encourage you to seek him. The Bible says, seek him while he may be found. When we seek, we find it's his promise and his word. And he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you wherever you're at, whatever season of life you are in. I know so many people, I'm telling you, I've cried so much this week because of seeing what my friends are going through and, and just the loss that has happened and the heartbreak that so many people I know are going through right now. And, and my heart just weeps for those around me. And, and I hate that we have to live in this broken world, but I'm so thankful that we have hope beyond this life and it's eternal life with him. It's eternal life with him. And I love John three sixteen, the most famous 
scripture and all of the Bible that says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And Jesus even said says in the word where he was praying to the Father, because Jesus prayed to the Father, and he said, Eternal life is knowing you. And he was talking to the Father. And so eternal life starts now. If you give your life to Christ, you decide that you are going to live for him, that you want to know him, that you want to be born again. Eternal life starts at that moment. It's not when we take our last breath on this earth. We can know God intimately now. And it's a beautiful thing. And it's something that I'm so thankful for. So I want to encourage you, if you want to make that decision, if you want to give your life to Christ, that you can do that. You don't need to reach out to me, but I want you to know that I am here if you need that. If you want advice, if you want encouragement, I'm available. You can find me on my social medias. It's all in the show notes, my website. There's contact forms on there. I would love to help you walk this thing out because trust me, I don't do this podcast because I love the sound of my own voice. I do this podcast because one, I'm being obedient to what the Lord has commissioned me to do, but two, it's to reach the heart of people. Like I want you to experience the love of God that will completely transform and change your life. And so I pray that if you do know him, already, that he will take you to deeper depths with him. That as you read the word, that his word would just come alive to you in new ways. I'm a girl who has read through the whole Bible many times. I've read through parts of the Bible many, 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 many times. I just, I'm a lover of his word. And I never want his word to just become old hat to me. I don't want it to be like, I've read this before and you just kind of go through the motions with it. Like we, I don't want to coast through it. I want to read it and it's like, whoa, that word just comes off the page to me. It's a rhema word. It's an on time. It's a now word for me. And so I never want to lose the wonder of my salvation. As my friend Suzanne says, I never want to lose the wonder of my salvation. I never want to lose my awe and wonder of who he is what he has done for me, what he is going to do for me. And I just, I feel like even as I'm sharing now that God is wanting to solidify trust within our hearts. And so I'm receiving that for myself too. I'm receiving that for myself too. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, to trust in the Lord with all of your heart, to not lean on your own understanding in all of your ways to acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And so I'm praying right now in Jesus' name that he is deepening that trust in him in our hearts that we can trust him, that we can know that he is faithful, that we can know that he is for us and not against us. And so I'm going to go ahead and close this podcast out in prayer. Thank you guys for listening and taking time out of your day. I pray that you are encouraged, that you are strengthened with might in your inner man. And so let's just pray together. Father God, I thank you so much for this podcast. God, I thank you that you are real. God, and I pray that you would make yourself real to every person that is listening to this episode. God, I pray that they would not just coast through life, that they would not live in complacency and apathy and slumber. I break that off every listener in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would fill us fresh with the fire of God within us, that you would fill us with a hunger and a thirst for righteousness, for a desire to know you deeper, for a desire to know you more intimately. God, I thank you that you are with us always, that you promise to never leave or forsake us, God. And I pray that we would live our lives every moment of every day as if you're actually living within us, as if you're actually with us, that you that you are actually surrounding us with your presence, Lord. And I thank you that our homes, I just see that right now, just this, they just, sense that in my spirit that God is sending out like a, it's like a call, like a clearing call to make your home a sanctuary for him. Make your home a sanctuary for him. 
Ask him to reveal to you, to open your eyes if there's anything in your home that is not pleasing to him. That could be anything. It could be certain movies. It could be media things you have in your home. It could be certain uh, decorations, different things that aren't pleasing to him. Specifically tied with the occult is what I'm sensing. And so look that up. I encourage you to Google that. Look it up. That's what I, I had done a few years ago. Just Google like occult things and there's different things that just are tied into the occult that sometimes we don't know specifically with mandalas and dream catchers are the two that I'm that I'm just hearing in my spirit and so look those things up he will show you and reveal those things to your heart so father I thank you that you're giving us a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you God I thank you that you are ordering our steps that we are on the narrow path that leads to life God and I pray that everything we do God would be to glorify you to honor and to please you Lord and I just thank you and I bless every listener on here God, I pray that they would know you more in this season of their life, God, that you would just reveal more of who you are to them. In Jesus' name, amen.